During the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft, we had four receivers come off the board back to back to back to back. Which receivers fell into the great situation? Maybe we talk some sleeper situations or some surprising fits. All of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know what time it is. It's your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And I can't talk championship things or rings without my guy from LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network. And yes, 2019 national champ those lsu tigers man i have to say it i have to say it man but you know why we're here man myself damian parsons is here to bring you championship level content yes man talking about the nfl draft right we're past the draft but like we said man it doesn't stop man now we're talking philosophies now we're talking team fits we're talking which rookies to look out for on your team that can have the biggest impact and guess what man we're talking playmakers. Yes, this is playmakers edition. We're talking about those wide receivers, those guys that have an opportunity, may have the chance to have a Justin Jefferson type impact, a Jamar Chase type impact, right? And really lead your team into the playoffs. So like we said, man, the draft matters 24-7, 365. So let's we get into, we don't have a title sponsor. So DP, man, we're going to kick this first segment off with the best situations, right? We're fairly positive people. So let's talk about what are the best situations Um which wide receivers got drafted into the best situations, whether that's, you know, quarterback, team fit, you know, them being able to make the roster. Just, you know, can look at it from different angles. But what are the best situations for you? Keith, I'm going to tell you something, man. Um, this might sound like a cop-out, but I think the first four receivers off the board fell into the best situations. It's hard to pick out of those four, man, <laughs> because I'm, I'm going to explain my reasoning behind this, Keith. All four of those guys walk into, into situations where Jackson Smith and Jigba being – the first wide receiver on the board, Seattle Seahawks. He's not the number one. Quentin Johnson goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. He's not the number one. Zay Flowers going to the Baltimore Ravens. He's not the number one. Jordan Addison to the Minnesota Vikings. He's not the number one. So what does that mean? As rookie receivers, you don't have to worry about the Jalen Ramseys and the Xavier Howards, you know, and, and those top-tier corners immediately, right? You don't have to worry about seeing Marshawn Lattimore. That's Justin Jefferson's job. That's who that's who that's who Justin Jefferson has to take care of. You know, you don't have to worry about dealing with the best cornerback for who, who whichever team is in your division. When you're when you're Jackson Smith and Jigba, DK Metcalf is going to be the most dangerous dude on the field for your offense. Teams are always going to try to take him away. Why? Because he's a big play threat. He's the number one receiver there. You know, and same thing with 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 uh, QJ down in, in over at, uh, on the West Coast with the Los Angeles Rams. He's what wide receiver three right now because you got Keenan Allen in the slot. You have Mike Williams out wide, Austin Eckler in the backfield, so you can kind of come in without the pressure of I got to get fifteen hundred yards receiving or I I have to be the dominant force off the rip. 
you could just kind of come in and get those advantageous matchups against what the cornerback two, three, and even four, Keith. So it sounds like a cop-out, guys, but understand why it, it was really hard for me to pick out of those four guys that I think all of them fell to perfect situations. No, I agree, man. I agree. And if I had to pick two, right, that I really like, it'll probably be Quinn Johnston with the Chargers and Jordan Addison with the Vikings because they they are not going to be asked to be number ones at all, right? Like they already have established number one wide receivers. And I think it's going to be really good. And I liken it to this, man, that when C.D. Lamb got to the Dallas Cowboys or him playing with the Dallas Cowboys for the past couple of years, there was Amari Cooper there, right? And C.D. Lamb was able to operate as a 1.5, which was a really good situation for him. So I see both of those guys being able to operate in that space. And guess what? Even C.D. Lamb being a 1.5-ish type wide receiver, you're still talking about Pro Bowls, right? You're still talking about a lot of production. You're still talking about one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. And I see both of those for um, – I see that happening for both of those guys. But, man, look, I'm, I'm going to dive a little bit deeper, DP, because you didn't you know, you know, didn't venture out of the first round. Um, <laughs> and I understand why, right? All of those are good situations. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go Marvin Mims to the Denver Broncos, go right? I, I think that would be a really good situation. And I'm going to go Cedric Tillman to the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Both reasons why. And you can – both quarterbacks, same situation, right? I feel like this. Both of them are proven quarterbacks, right? That situations, you know, some of them out in their control, some of them out of their control, right? To where they didn't play good last year. But I'm thinking that they play good this year. Those are two wide receivers that you should be on the lookout for because they're with veteran quarterbacks that have been proven. They're co- more complete receiver cords. You talk about the Denver Broncos, right? Jerry Judy is there. You're talking about Cam Sutton. You're talking about – um Man, what's, what's my guy that towards ACL? Tim Patrick, right? Patrick. If he comes back. So you, you slide Marvin Mims into that situation. I think it's going to be a battle between him and K.J. Hamler, right, for that kind of number three wide receiver situation. Um, Marvin Mims slides in there. This is a guy I think can instantly give you 50, 60 receptions, right, with, you know, five, six touchdowns. And you're like, man, this is a really good football player. So I, I, I automatically kind of project his career trajectory to be like a Tyler Lockett-ish type football player. Like when Tyler Lockett got to the Seahawks, I believe that was kind of like the Doug Baldwin, uh, Golden Tate. Like I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up some names, man. I'm going with some nostalgia right now. Some Seahawks I like that. Man. Um, but I, I think he can do that type of situation with the Denver Broncos. Then you look at the Cleveland Browns, right? The Cleveland Browns have a wide receiver core too. Right. They have Amari Cooper, who we just finished talking about from his days with Dallas Cowboys. They're the Michigan wide receiver. I told you I always get these confused. This Donovan People Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always get the two confused, man. That oh, man. Donovan yeah. People Jones. <laughs> they have Anthony Schwartz. Um, who'd they pick up? They picked up Elijah Moore right in a trade. Yeah. So this guy is gonna be able to kind of step in and just just fill a role. And we both watched him in the talented guys. So he's kind of a guy that I'm like, you know what? If I had to not pick the first round guys and kind of go through this chart a little bit, I'll be like, that's a good situation. Um, if I'm a wide receiver because I have a quarterback that can get me the football. And we always talk about this on this podcast, man. That quarterbacks are, I mean, wide receivers are one of the most dependent positions, right? If you can be wide open, but if the quarterback can't get you the football, then it doesn't matter, right? And we've seen this time and time again back with Randy Moss back in the day, right? When he was with the Vikings and he had Dante Dante Culpepper getting the football, and guess what? He was on his way to Hall of Fame career, right? And one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Then when he was with the Raiders, right? Everybody was saying Randy Moss was washed. 
Then all he did was change locations, right? He went from <laughs> Oakland, California to Boston, Massachusetts, New England, wherever you want to call it. And he turned and they turned, he had one the, the best wide receiver year ever in the history of NFL. So that just goes to show you how important it is to who's throwing you the football. And I kind of pinpointed those guys as veteran uh, players that have thrown the football. One other name I want to throw out there, DP, sneaky name. And I, I'm just trying to see how I, I guess, you know, like the, the feeling of it all the way, right? Because he has, he has a young quarterback throwing him the football, but it Don't could steal be. my guy. Don't steal my I, guy. I think I, I think I stole him. I think I stole him. Yeah, let me okay, see where you go with this. Josh Downs. Josh Downs with yeah, AR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Downs, man. Just real quick, I think him just being yeah. with Anthony Richardson, if it works, he's he has a bunch of you talk about complimentary pieces. He has a bunch of big body wide receivers. He's a small wide receiver that's like his skill set is unique to, to the rest of those guys, right? So he's going to be relied upon in certain situations. No, I and because I was going to double down with two rookie receivers, and it was going to be Josh Downs and then Tank Dell because they're both coming into the NFL with rookie quarterbacks that they can grow and learn with and and create that chemistry because they're both new to the NFL together. You know what I mean? With Tank Dell, with C.J. Stroud, and Josh Downs, with Anthony Richardson, I think those are really good situations, especially for a Tank Dell. Man, I think Tank Dell going with a, you know, he balled out with Clayton Toon. Right, and, and there's no shot at Clayton Tune, but C.J. Stroud is a different type of animal at, at the quarterback position, and these guys get that chemistry down. Pat Keith, I think this, like especially with John Mechie, like I think this could be a really dynamic pairing for Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud, and like you said with Josh Downs, having all those big, all those, all, all those big body guys, right? And he's like the little brother in the room, like. All he got to do is, is get that chemistry with Anthony Richardson, be his outlet, be his quick hitter when they, when they really want to get the quick game going and allow uh, Josh Thompson to do his thing. So, no, nah, th- those, are, those are two I wanted to bring up since I, I definitely s- stuck with the first rounders, but I wanted to show those, those two um, rookie wide receiver QB pairing some love. Yeah, no, definitely, man. So, look, man, like I said, we, we started this thing off positive, like we like to do, start our days off positive. But now we have to go into – we're going to be critical of the GMs, right, and or critical of the situations, whether that's quarterbacks, whether that's, you know, philosophies, whether that's offensive scheme. Um, and talk about the wide receiver team pairings that we don't really care for too much, right? Some of the, the, the pairings that, you know, with a team – the player got drafted to the team, and then we don't necessarily think it may be the be- or be the most beneficial to the team or the player. So coming up next, man, we get into the situations that we don't necessarily like the most. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to try the best-tasting protein bar ever. That's Built Bar Built Puffs. You got to try it. You won't regret it. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices. Uh, you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. It's a, it's the Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Why do they taste amazing? They're covered and made in 100% real dark chocolate, guys. Yes, 100% real dark chocolate. Uh, unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Like me, uh, I love cookies and cream, but how did I get it? I just went to my local Walmart and got a four-bar box. You can go to Sam's Club as well, or you can go to BuiltBar.com. Uh, type in the code, our code, locked on 15 and get 15% off your next order. All right, Keith, these – why receive parents that we really didn't, I would say, like or get down with? I, I think – I was uh, the one that caught me off guard, truthfully, was the Rasheed Rice to Kansas City Chiefs. I was going to mention that too. (laughs) 
See, I thought she would go go Jalen High, so I was trying to go a, a pivot to yeah, a different yeah, direction. Good, good. But, but Rasheed right that one caught me off guard because I just didn't see because he's not the style of receiver they typically go after, right? You know what I mean? Like they go after athletic guys who can really stretch the field either horizontally or vertically, guys that can make a lot of plays after the catch. And we saw him, we, we he was very productive at SMU this past season. And when we saw him down in Mobile, he wasn't he didn't have a bad week or anything. He just wasn't dominant as we were expecting. You know what I mean? The, the buzz had grown so um, so large for this young man's draft stock and for his hype. He went down to Mobile. Like I said, he was just he was okay. You know, he had some some solid moments, some good moments, and he had some moments where he just couldn't separate. So it's like, okay, yes, you got fifteen and behind center, but it was just like, all right, that you look at the receivers that were drafted behind him, Keith, the guy we talked to you, you talk, you brought him up, Marvin Mims. Marvin Mims went like like six or seven picks right after him, eight picks, I believe. Like that's a pick I think that I would have assumed that 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 Kansas City would have made, right? Uh, Marvin Mims, Jalen Hyatt. But if you really want to get a big body guy, a Cedric Tillman was on the board, and that's where you know I look at that situation. Like, like I said, I like Rasheed Rice. I met him. He was you know in terms of just talking to him, he was a great young man. Uh, just from the interactions I had with him down in Mobile. Uh, but skill set wise, it just didn't really fit what I'm so accustomed to with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, no, I agree. And so I, I immediately, I'm like, okay, you know, they have, you know, they went after Tyreek Hill, right? Like they, they went after a variance of guys, right? When you talk about what Marquez Bell, the Scantlin, um, you know, still having McCole Hardman. Uh, what, you know, work, yeah, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, so just, you know, working a variance of players. But this is one I like, because really his name was like kind of fairly under the radar throughout the whole draft process. Like it was hot during the season, right? Like a lot of people talked about mm-hmm. him. And then just during the draft process, it kind of went, you know, his name kind of went under the radar. And I was like, okay, what is the usage for him, right? Like this, I think it has to be more of a red zone target-ish type situation. So I'm, I'm I, that's the only thing I was thinking about. Like maybe they have a specific role for him right but when you lose a guy like juju smith schuster who is a savvy veteran who is reliable and then i mean i'm i forgot right Kadarius tony still on his team so yep. it, it, his his situation is that he just may be walking into a loaded situation and he may just get outplayed right at the end of the day because there's just so many guys whether that's you know second third fourth fifth year players that already kind of have that chemistry so he really has to hit the ground running but i'm not sure if that's going to be the case uh for me dp you 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 got you, you let it out already right <laughs> Jalen Hyatt to the new york giants man i and, and listen we talked about we said that these pairings it had to do with the player right or the the team the roster the quarterback situation and in this one i have to lean more on a quarterback situation I don't I don't know what is this gonna look like. And then even you um you look at the um the the rest of the roster, right? Like they have smaller wide receivers. Like, you know, that's kind of what this roster was and it need improvement. Don't get me wrong, right? Like Jalen Hyde is gonna play, but I just don't know how much volume. Like if I was him, I'm like, okay, how much is Daniel Jones going to get me the football? That's what I would question, right? The most out of anything. Um it just it it I, I don't know it kind of it kind of took me for a loop man but I, I'll throw out another name with this situation where it's like okay I, I get it but I don't know it's somewhat like the Rasheed Rice in Kansas City to where is this kind of carbon copy type situation and that's the Jonathan Mingo to the Carolina Panthers and the reason I'm saying is this is that DJ Chark is a 
bigger body wide receiver, right? Like, you know, he's a guy that that probably operates on that 200-ish pounds, right? Um, then you have Adam Thielen, right, who's a veteran who they, you know, they brought in. So obviously they're going to want him to pay. Terrace Marshall, right? And, you know, you want to see what he can do. And then I'm not even sure, is LaVisca Chenault still on the Panthers? I, I, I believe so. Okay, if, if he's still on the Panthers, right? Like that's very similar body types as far as what they do. So that's just another situation where I like Jonathan Mingo, the player. And then you still talking about a rookie quarterback, right? So that's Jonathan Mingo, the player, and then a bunch of guys that are older than him with similar skill sets. So this may not be a year one thing for him. This may be a year two, year three. I would have, like you said, we, we throw out the Marvin Mims, um, you know, and some of these other explosive guys. I think that's what this Carolina offense needed. And Jonathan Mingo, I wonder what he's going to be relied upon to do in this offense. So when you talk about, you know, bad or questionable, you know, like it's, it's more so those, right? Like I have question marks about how is this necessarily going to work the first year. No, and I, I agree with you. Um, one that I want to throw out, you know, as you get ready to transition, Justin Shorter to the Buffalo Bills. Like, that was one – I did not like it. I, 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 Talk the Bills nation, man. Talk the Bills nation. I struggle, let, with, let. I struggle with this one, man. Like, because I feel like you – and I saw I saw a lot of tweets. From, you know, shout out to the Bills. Shout out to the Bills Mafia, man. You know, I got nothing but love for y'all. But I saw a lot of y'all tweeting out. The, the the shirtless pics of Justin Shorter getting yourselves amped up. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But when you turn on the tape, you don't see a guy that plays the way he looks, Keith. Like, I, I don't see a guy that plays big. I, you, don't don't think you're getting a, a mini a, a, a lesser version of DK Metcalf. Like, because you're not. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't see the, the, the speed, the, the size, the physicality. I didn't see that. Even when Anthony Richardson would give him opportunities to do that, I didn't see that for Justin Shorter. And for me, especially with a situation where, now, granted, if you feel like Khalil Shakir uh, is your number two, is a potential number two? Wide receiver two, Khalil Shakir, baby, man. And to us, man, who who don't know, man, I tweeted out that uh, Khalil Shakir would be wide receiver two last year. And they lit you up. Yeah, Bill's Mafia got on me, man. So go search my tweet, man. Hey, listen. If it happens, listen, I am going to repurpose that tweet. That tweet is going to come back <laughs> up if Khalil Shakir enters this well, year. Well, it has to. It has to. So, man, just having a little fun with Bill's Mafia, man. Yeah. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. No, if, if if he if he pops out and he's the the second you know leading receiver he's wide receiver too you gotta you gotta put that back on the timeline they gotta yeah, feel oh, that yeah. smoke you know back. what I mean they gotta feel that smoke back you know back towards him but like, like I said if you feel Khalil Shakir's wide receiver too that's fine you know what I mean but I I know you brought in Dalton Kincaid to be another pass catching option and I love that pick I love Dalton Kincaid you know he's my tight end one at the end of the day Gabe Davis has been okay so it's like. Stefan Diggs getting double team. I need somebody that can really win and win consistently. And the one thing that I can't I can say about Justin Shorter, there's nothing on his film that's consistent besides being inconsistent. So I just, this was a pick that left me scratching my head. It's just because some fact of the matter is, I mean, when I look at it, who who Don, bro, Dontavian Wicks went after him. Puka Nukua went after him. You know what I mean? Like, those were guys, A.T. Perry, Xavier Hutchinson. Like, those are guys who, in my opinion, when you watch the Grant DuBose, like, you want a big-body outside threat to pair it with, with Stephon Diggs? Those are some names that you could have drafted that would have filled into that situation just a little bit better, in my opinion, than Justin Shorter Jr. 
Yeah, no, I feel you, man. So look, man, we talked about the questionable picks. Right now, you know what we do, man. Like I said, we're going to dive deep into this draft. I'm not going to allow DP to talk about the first rounders. Uh, this time, <laughs> we're going to go with the surprise picks, man. We're going to go fourth round. When, not fourth round. We're just going to go surprise picks that's not in the first round that could surprise people with production, whether that's because, you know, we had them graded higher, right, or the situation just simply fits for them to be extremely productive. So, man, coming up, those surprise picks that you guys should be on the lookout for coming this up this upcoming NFL season when it comes down to the rookies. Surprise fits, Keith, and, and them kind of sleepers, man. Who's on your mind? Who you got marked down? DP, everybody on the Green Bay Packers wide receiver <laughs> core should be aware. The Green Bay Packers did what the Seattle Seahawks did with the running backs, right? Where they said, you know what? We're going to take all of them. And that's what the Green Bay Packers did, man. They caught everybody off guard, but you, if, if y'all, you know, our family, we know y'all have been listening to us, right? And y'all have heard us mention Jaden Reed before, and that's the reason we talked about him. This is a good football player. Nobody's just talking about him, man. So he went in, what, the second round, right? Then they doubled back, and they got Dontavian Wicks in the fifth of the sixth round, fifth, right? Yeah, fifth. fifth. Fifth round, another talented football player. Then they said, you know what? Let's just sprinkle a little bit more on top. Then they went and got Grant DeBose, the wide receiver out of Charlotte, man. So listen, Jaden Reed is the slot guy. This is the slot explosive guy, silky smooth route runner, um, you know, efficient catching the football, just, you know, just one of those guys. Then they came back with two bigger bodied wide receivers. Why? Because you draft Romeo Dobbs, right? And then what, what's my guys is Samari, Tori. Torrey, yeah. Torrey, yeah. And they drafted both of those guys last year, right? I think that's clear competition for them, right? Like, we're bringing in two bigger body receivers and Dante Van Wicks and Grant Bose. Like, y'all get after it in training camp. It's going to be a hell of a battle in training camp because yeah. those two receivers that the Green Bay Packers, um, you know, are extremely talented guys. So if you ask me why is it a surprise, it's a surprise because those extremely talented guys, and I'll say this, if Jordan Love – we don't even need him to be Aaron Rodgers good, right? Like oh. if he if this guy turns out to be Dak Prescottish, you know some of these wide receivers are going to eat, right? Like at, at the end of the day, so um, I, I think that that's a like when we talk about surprise situation, one of those or two of those three wide receivers are going to emerge as like okay, these are good NFL players. No, hundred percent, and, and that that Green Bay class is just man. I, I think I feel somebody's getting traded after this class being drafted. I just feel like that's coming, Keith. After camp and we get through preseason and see who really shines, I feel like somebody's either going to get cut or get traded because they brought a lot of really good talent in. I'm going to stick to I'm gonna stick to the same division, Keith, and um and go to the Chicago Bears selecting in the fourth round Tyler Scott, who his teammate Trey Tucker went a whole round before him, and we thought Tyler Scott would have been the first would have been the Cincinnati receiver off the board on day two instead of. Um, instead of uh, Trey, Trey Tucker, who both are uh, explosive, lightning quick guys, but you know, four four in the forty, they're almost forty inches in the vert, over eleven in the broad, uh, a very productive receiver, gives you a lot of stuff after the catch. More than likely, going to be more of a slot receiver. And I think why this is a sleeper pick for me, man. You think about just giving Justin Fields more weapons, right? You know, you have him now. You got you got you got him, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet. And it's like, all right, somebody, I think it's a situation now where if you're not on the field producing, like, you got competition in the room now. Like, it's not just, hey, yeah, we we, we have to play you, right? Like, Equinemia St. Brown, we played you, but that was more so out of necessity. 
out of need. We didn't have a lot of depth. We didn't have a lot of talent at the wide receiver position. But now it's a different ball game coming into 2023 for Justin Fields. He got a lot more talent now. And I really like Tyler Scott. He's become he's very comparable to a to a Darnell Mooney. Smaller on the smaller side of things, extremely explosive, athletic, can really stretch the field vertically, just doesn't have the ideal, you know, measurements in terms of height, weight, you know, height and weight. But I think he's a he's a sleeper pick for me, man. When I look at what he's gonna do in this offense, I think with them being able to run the ball, uh, you know, zone read, read option, you know, RPO type stuff like that, get that play action going, Keith. Now they got some guys that can go vertical uh and, and win on the vertical plane and, and allow that big you got a big arm quarterback, man. Allow him to let that thing go. Uh, you know, and, and uncork those 40, 50 yard bombs if teams want to focus solely on uh, the run game and keeping him caged into the pocket and not letting them get out. But Keith, another name I wanted to throw out was um in the fourth round as well, Charlie Jones, who went to the Cincinnati Bengals out of Purdue. Uh, you know, a guy I think I believe he transferred out of out of Iowa. Um, and he went out there and and you think about it is it may not be a sleeper for 2023, but it may be a sleeper for for the future. And what I mean by that is Jamar Chase is gonna get a bag. 30 mil. I wouldn't I don't see nothing less than 30 for Jamar Chase. Then you you gotta pay Burrow, right? What T Higgins if you pay T Higgins, if he takes a little bit of a pay cut, who's the odd man out? I think that's Tyler Boyd. So if Tyler Boyd's the odd man out, you go ahead and draft a potential replacement that can step into the slot, run good routes, really win in the zone, because that's what Charlie Jones excels at. Good ball skills, uh intelligent kid, can find the soft spots in the zones and make himself available for that sniper back there, that that you know, that QB one that you have. So I think Charlie Jones is one of those guys that I'm gonna keep an eye on, Keith. I, I had him as a day three prospect. He has some tools, he can play ball, but I think you you throw him, you know, like I say, in two in year two, year three into this offense with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and company, I think you got yourself a really productive slot receiver. Yeah, no, I look, I, I agree with you. And I'm I'm gonna go with one just one honorable mention name, but then I have a question. So the honorable mention name would be mm-hmm. Xavier Hutchinson with the Houston, Texas. If CJ Stroud yeah. is who we think he can be, Xavier Hutchinson Hutchinson is gonna be a dude, man. Like cause CJ loves throwing those back shoulders, throws, right? Just giving those contested catch situations. That's what Xavier Hutchinson does. That's what he thrives in. I'm, you know, gotta put it out there, right? I gave a guy a second round grade. He didn't go until what the sixth, seventh round. So we'll see. Is he even gonna meet me or the NFL, right? One of us are wrong. Right. So we'll figure that <laughs> out. Um and, and listen, I'm more, more than sure everybody will let me have it if I'm wrong at the end of the day. But man, that's that's why we do this, right? For the love of the game, man. Um, and then the question I have, real quick, man, because we have to wrap up, would be Kayshawn Boutte to the New England Patriots, right? Like, is this a, a like? a dislike, a question mark, because we don't know, right? Like we, we don't right. know, um, you know, Kayshawn testing numbers, right? And to be all the way out on him. But it's also a big name, a guy that was productive in college, and he goes into a, a New England situation where they need a dude at the wide receiver position. So I'm, I'm asking you, how do you feel about it? Like wh- where are you with it? Because it has the potential to be damn good, but it also has the potential to be exactly what, some people think it is, and that's nothing at all. <laughs> nah, I mean, on the field, Keith, I, I, I agree. I think it could be very good. And it, it, he could be one of those guys that, that that Mac Jones relies on, a dude that Mac Jones needs. I think it's more so off the field. The locker room, we know Belichick runs that military-style, you know, Patriot way stuff. You know, he's a military, young, military son and everything, and he runs that tight ship. And, you know, Kayshawn took a lot of, a lot of flack. 
you know, after what after the first game, and then he blacked out his Instagram, and people say he was quitting on the team. Like people, you know what I mean? Like all that type of stuff. So it's like if if they can, if everything off the field can come together, right? And he's uh granted for him, you know, it's hard to get in trouble in Boston, Massachusetts, in my opinion. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot to do. I, I wouldn't say that they, they <laughs> had trouble up there before. I'm not gonna throw no, out the you, name. You're right, you know, you're right. Leave <laughs> that alone, right? We're not gonna you're throw not, out the name. You're gonna leave that alone. Right. I, no, we are definitely not touching that on this podcast. <laughs> um, but you would just assume for for what he's like, you know, gotten criticized for that. Hey, you know what? Like, you can keep your keep your nose clean and, and stay out stay out of some out of trouble out of headlines and just put your head down and work. And if so, Keith. I think this could be a steal, but again, it's all about off the field and how does his, I, I don't personally, I don't know the kid. I never talked to him. So I don't know how, what he, where he is like as a person and how well he'll mesh with bill. Cause you know, that's, that's a big part of everything. Bill likes guys that he likes, you know, he guys, he wants to coach guys that aren't going to question anything. They're going to just kind of go by the system. And I don't know if, um, if Kayshawn's that type of young man at this stage of his career right now, Bill has never he he struggles to find those guys young. He always he always finds them in veterans. So I think it could be big on the field, but they got to get it notched down and and get it together off the field. Yeah, no man, I, I and that's why I say the potential man because the Kayshawn that I know, um, haven't known the kid since he was shit a sophomore in high school, right? Um, quiet, right to himself, laid back, reserved you know, just wants to work, put the work in. So that's why I say I think this is a, this is one of those where I'm not willing to go all the way in, right, but I think there is potential for this to be, to be some really good things that could happen uh, with that combination. Not for sure. And, guys, listen, that's our show, man, talking about these wide receivers and their, and their fits to these NFL offenses. No more. They're not prospects no more. They're NFL players, and they're getting ready for rookie minicamp and everything in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll keep, uh, keep an eye on that and, and tap in with all of that as well. But, guys, listen, it is Happy Friday, so we appreciate y'all uh, for, for tapping in with us the entire draft cycle. For the everyday is y'all making – Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen every day, not just today, but Monday through Friday. Like I said, to every day as we love y'all, y'all are family. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Um, you know, listen, it's like I said, happy Friday. So we'll be back Monday. Maybe we'll have a, I don't know, maybe early 2024 mock draft. We'll, we'll know. We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll bring it back to you on Monday. But guys, in terms of Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at the talent code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again on Monday on the Locked On.